Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. And I am Alan Jackson. With me is Brian Jackson. Brian, how are you doing? Good, Alan. Doing uh, good as usual. Very happy to yep. be here. Yeah, happy to, to see you again. It's been, you know, a week. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> it's our time, time for catching up. Yeah, it's our yep. uh, time for catching up. We like talking some technology, and while we're at it, it's some good brotherly time we spend together anyway. Uh, this brotherly is love. Brothers in Tech. Brian and I get together every week, and we talk technology, really focused on technology for the home, family, personal use, day-to-day technology, as opposed to anything corporate, enterprise. We're not doing a lot of prediction work here. We're not doing a lot of uh, futuristic work. We're talking about stuff, tangible, day-to-day technology that we we find and use and try to get better at to improve our lives at least uh at least that's my take on it anyway brian so yeah well uh, it's it's most importantly we're we're getting better right we're we're helping ourselves you know could really i mean and as we dig into it it really doesn't matter does it you you and i get to play with tech and talk to tech and if it helps someone else wonderful that's even a bonus even if we have no no even if we had no listeners this is probably still what we would be doing every week anyway so (laughs) might as well uh uh, turn on the spigot and just see if anybody else wants to join us for these conversations so brian uh, we um you and i've been pretty unabashedly we we have no problem saying that we are definitely more apple mac guys than we are anything else um we have dedicated some episodes to talking about very Apple Mac specific things in the past. So I realized that that's not going to be for everybody who listens. Not everybody listening is a Mac user or has a iPhone or has a um, Apple product of some sort. Uh, So I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, today's episode, if you don't have an iPhone or not thinking about getting an iPhone in the next little bit, may not be a whole lot here for you. So I'm giving you permission to sign off at this point because really we're going to be talking about (laughs) the latest operating system that just got released for the iPhone. It is iOS 16, which is their latest operating system for those not understanding the idea of the operating system. This is the actual system that runs the functions on your phone. So when you turn on your phone and you've got the interface and the grid of icons and all the buttons and uh, things you can do, that is the operating system. That is what's running your hardware of your phone. And like I said, there's a new version that came out just this week. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about some of the highlights of it. We're going to talk about some maybe little known uh, facts or improvements that also came along with it. And also Brian and I along the way, just kind of give our impression of how we think this does uh, as an update. Is it worthwhile? Is it worthy of your time to make the update? What could you gain from it? Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that we would have spent time on an episode talking about a one version upgrade on a phone operating system. But it's just the fact that so many people have iPhones, so many people depend on them daily. It's almost, Brian, gotten to the point where people, I think, are a little more excited about the phone updates than they are even like Mac computer system updates nowadays. No, I, I mean, do you agree yeah, with that? I think that's clearly the case. Yeah, I mean, it's, it affects more people. You know, the Mac itself is, um, 
I don't know if the uh, the daily usage of the Mac it's, is getting quite the certainly not the appeal of the, the iPhone. So when people see that their daily driver, which is this iPhone, is getting an update, I think it's a much bigger deal. Uh, now, mm-hmm. for you and I who work on Macs all the time and we do work on the Macs, that's you know I, I get very excited about that part as well. But I do too. Um, but no, you know. The iOS, and let me maybe kind of piggyback on what you've said mm-hmm. so far. That this is the operating system, but this is also uh, and not an incremental update. This is a very large update. Um, so when you're in an operating system update, usually you'll see, hey, this is an update for everybody. You know, from fifteen point, you know, six to fifteen point seven. The, the point is kind of the incremental updates. You know, they'll have 15.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0. 0.4. When it jumps to a new number, so 16, they're assuming that now this is no longer just minor fixes for the 15. This is now a new version. There's something new here, right? There's, an, there's a new structure. There's something changing that makes this significantly different than the last one. Um, you and I kind of took the leap Right, we it came out on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. my, uh, Yesterday, Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monday. No, okay. so it, came, it was Monday. Mm-hmm. I think, it, yeah, maybe Monday or even early yesterday morning. But I think it was available. I know it was available for me. You know, uh, early uh, yesterday morning, or at least that's when I went after it. And I, I will just say that is not recommended <laughs> for anybody else in the future when you see a. Uh, a new update. Now, the incremental updates, I always say do them, right? If you're a if you're on mm. 16.4 and it says 16.41 or 16.5, go ahead and do it, right? I mean, it, you know, it's it's always good if you can wait, wait. But most of those are, I think, are more safety issues. So, yeah. and they'll say this is recommended for everyone. Do it because that usually means there's some vulnerability that's there that they've patched and they yeah. need you to patch it soon so you don't get affected. It's either a security safety related patch or maybe it's a feature that was not ready in time right. for the major release and they rolled it out as a point one, point two update yep. later on. I agree with you. Pretty much the point updates I don't think twice about. I just go ahead yep. and update it whenever I see those pop up. Yeah. Because they do they do say you know, if you don't keep your phone up to date system wise on Definitely those security patches. Uh, new exploits are coming out all the time, and it's very easy. They get prey on your phone if your phone is not up to date. Uh, yep. But this yep. is a whole new version, whole new system version. Uh, it is not required. You do not have to update your phone if you don't want to. It's going to prompt you and ask you. Um, and, you know, you may be very happy with the way your phone's operating right now, and you're, you're comfortable, and you don't want to shake things up you're not going to be penalized other than there are going to be some new features and things that you're not going to be able to take advantage of, but you don't lose anything. Nothing is taken away from you. Nothing changes in the way your phone operates right now. So, um, so yeah, Brian and I pretty much jump in head first when these things come out. We we probably should have waited a few days (laughs) or a week just to see if any reports came out of any show stopping issues. I remember there's been some major updates in the past where, you know, people did updates and within 24, 48 hours, you're seeing posts all over online. It's like, don't do it. Yep. My phone got yep. bricked, you know, which means it's unresponsive. It can't turn on or do anything uh, after updating or something else went crazy. So the Wi-Fi doesn't work or you know, right. can't, can't go yeah. with the network at all. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, always the good some news issues. Is, yeah. Always some. Now, the good news with Apple and the same as with Google, Microsoft, I mean, it, they're big companies. If there is a real show-stopping issue with one of these major releases – 
probably within a week, you're going to have an update pushed out that's yeah. going to fix some yeah. of those problems. But uh, but again, a week without a phone operating the way you want it to may not be desirable. So again, if you're not in a rush, you like what you hear on this update that we're going to talk about, you can wait a week or two and make sure there's no major issues yeah. that pop up and go ahead and do it. Or if you're like us and you just want to throw caution to the wind and just hit the update button and see what happens. Um, I will do updates on my phone and on my iPad. I will not do updates quickly on my Mac because Mm -hmm. my Mac is my work computer. If something went wrong with it, I'm dead in the water for a while and I can't handle that. The phone, I can probably do okay for a couple of days if I had to without it working right. Definitely the iPad. That's more of a luxury fun item than anything for me. So. Yeah. But, you know, to, to, to on that note, though, for most people, I think the phone is their lifeline. Sure. That yeah, is yeah, their, their big the, thing. And I'm if not this the is normal. Your, yeah, yeah if, if, this, if the phone is your your baby and this is how you communicate, not just with text, I know that would be the case. But if this is your main line of, of getting work done or communicating with people, then by all means, don't don't do it. I, I suggest wait till the first Wait till the first uh, update. You might see 16 point. How long do they do? 0.1 or do they do 0.1? They do both. So typically the 0.1, 0.2, 0.3 are normal adding some features or adding some enhancements. Um, The point, the 16.0.1, like going out another decimal place. Correcting. Is typically fixes like security fixes or patches or other things like Bugs. that. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's a good rule of thumb, at least wait till the first one, which usually comes, as you said, in about a week. And yeah. you'll see that that at least has corrected some of the major issues that major uh, issues. people may have uh, come about. But I will say on that note, I haven't, I haven't had any issues so far. And maybe I should be. Where's the wood? I have an but, entire yeah. wood desk here. I'm, Yep. Knocking on it. I, no issues after. Uh, no major issues. Yeah. About 36 hours for me. I think I've had it. And, yep. uh, no, yep. no problems yet. Yeah. So, so let's, let's so talk about so what, yeah, let's talk about what iOS 16 is uh, and what its main core function features are that, that they really promote with this update. A um, couple of things they really try to play up right off the bat about this new operating system. And it's very evident in three or four of these images you see on the screen here is the lock screen. And that is the first kind of big selling point, I think, that this operating system has. Just as an example, Brian, my, my son, my middle son, um, he's told me for weeks now that he is so excited about getting iOS 16 because he wants to customize his lock screen. So he that was it. He didn't know anything else that iOS 16 yeah. did. He's like, I just know that it gives you the ability to customize your lock screen, and that's what I want. So the lock screen is your screen that when you first turn on your your phone before you unlock it with Face ID or with a key, uh, uh, um, a punched-in key. uh, Passcode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Passcode, that's it. Before that, your lock screen is what's visible to you. Now, before iOS 16, Brian, the lock screen was just date, time, and then you had a button for flashlight and a button for camera. Is that right? That's correct. That's correct. And then you had the, you know, some of the battery information and, and the battery top right, indicator uh, and, the, yeah. and your mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and all of that. So you could see that from that initial part, and you would see uh, notifications. 
notifications yeah. would be there if you had it set up that way. So, you know, if you walk over to your phone and you tap it just to wake it up, but you're not unlocking it yet, those are that you were limited in those things. That's what you were going to see. Um, okay. And of course, you could you could change your wallpaper. So when I hear people say customize lock screen, we're talking customize with information, not just customize with picture. Because pictures, you've always been to do that. But you could always put a picture on there. Having yeah. customized information, that's the new deal. And that's a big so deal. Why don't, I think that's a big deal. Why don't we, Brian, can we pull up yours? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's pull up your lock screen. Let's just kind of talk through kind of what we what happens when you are now able to customize your lock screen. Okay. Cool. So we see yeah. Brian's lock screen here on his phone. Well, and I think maybe an important note here is, well, let's do this, Alan. So this is my lock screen, as you said, and notice what happens right there when mm -hmm. the clouds went dark. This is another thing I love about what uh, Apple has done with this uh, lock screen is that mm -hmm. it's taking your pictures and trying to understand where certain borders are of things. So as you can see, my the, the mountain there is actually hiding part of the, uh, the time which mm -hmm. is something I didn't do. I put it in there and it said, oh, I, we're noticing a, a, a break here in the image. We're going to try to give some 3D action and have that layer over, which is really cool. But the other nice part is that my phone just went to sleep. And of course, we're seeing the, uh, uh, the plugged in version of it. So when mm -hmm. I wake it just by touching on it, there's you know, the, the light of the, hmm. um, the clouds go there. So and it wasn't the entire picture getting lighter. It's just it noticed... We think this is a different part of the uh, the image, so we're going to make that darker and lighter, which is super yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so as you notice, this one I haven't really customized in terms of widgets um, well, to be able to add more info. Do you want to talk let me, about uh, that first? I mean, I have, me I have another one. I was going to show how to switch them. Yeah, why don't you do that? Show okay. switching, and then we'll show how to customize it, and then I'll show sure. mine as well. So, yeah. So, and the other thing that's new here is that you've always had just one lock screen. Right. This is the, this is the only one you have. Right. You can go and swap the picture, but this is all you have. So now, just like you would with some of the other uh, kind of app switching, if I cl click and hold, now I have multiple lock screens that I have created, multiple options, and these are all that I just kind of quickly um, created uh, just the other day. And as you can see, some of them are images. Some of them mm -hmm. actually have some information. I'll go and pull up one that has some information there mm -hmm. and you'll see now there's something underneath the time which i put in you know what is the uh, left side there is the the next um items i have coming up on my calendar and on the right side are my battery oh i'm sorry mm -hmm. battery of my airpods and then on the very far right sorry, like a temperature touching it. yeah uh, weather temperature gauge yeah right All right so those are things that i added and if i were to click and hold on this um, mm -hmm. particular lock screen, you'll see that at the bottom I have customize. I can click customize and now it's giving me areas that I can you know, tinker with. So if I were to click at the very top where it gives the date, now it says you can put other things up there. I could put weather up there. I could put uh, my activity up there. I could actually change the kind of listing the way I have my calendar. You know, I could do several things up top. Let's say that I want to, let's say that I just want to put weather and I'll put a version of weather up there. So it still gives my date, but it also puts weather up in the top. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of nice. You could put some other info. 
Um, I can also click that off and go to the, the clock. Clock, now I can kind of tweak that a little bit to say how I want the color uh, of the clock or color of any of the information that's there. Um, I could do the font differently. So that's, that's nice. Um, mm -hmm. And then the same thing goes with that next round, which is, of course, where the, the real fun stuff happens is you have lots of options of what I could throw into that, uh, that little strip there. And as you can see, you are limited by space, Alan. This is mm -hmm. one of the things I have to say. I didn't read up enough about it in, in advance, and I was kind of ticked off about yep. <laughs> that they that only gave you one strip. You <laughs> yeah. know, I was looking to to fill up my entire screen with some things that I might want to do, but you're only allowed that strip right there, which means four single items, or two double wide items, or two or and one and two, two and one here, yeah. like I have mm -hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a little disappointing. You obviously know yeah. they have the ability to do the others. I guess they're just trying to progressively get us into that mode. I don't know. Right. So, yeah, so you have a strip where you can add your own widgets, and they do provide you with a bank of widgets to start with. Now, I'll say, too, from my perspective, Brian, I, I, I was a little underwhelmed when I got into yeah. the lock screen customization for a couple reasons. One, you can't move anything on this lock screen. So, basically, the time is locked down. The strip above your time is locked down. The bar is locked down underneath the time of where you can put the widgets, but I can't like move the widget bar. I can't right. move the time. Right. I can't, you know, slide them around. The widget bar is limited. You are getting up yep. to four widgets you could possibly have. And honestly, I just, I mean, I realize this is going to grow over time, but Apple, the widgets they give you to start working with are a little limited. I mean, I didn't really find tons yeah. that I felt like I was going to use. Um, Granted, well, it's I mean, got the, let's, let's it's got the things it's only I'm using wrong, the Mac built in. It's only the things yeah, the Mac controls. It's the Apple built in, one, which I right? understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so overall, I, I, I'm a little underwhelmed, but I mean, it's still customization. I, I will say, having some of that data on the lock screen without me having to go and open up the phone to see it, like temperature or like a next yeah. appointment on my calendar, is really nice, and it's already been helpful today, even just using it for the first full day. So I get it. There are some benefits there, but I guess the lack of the lack of customization and right now yeah. the lack of a lot of interesting widgets to play with is a little it was a little disappointing, but you know. No, um, I was I was too but but this is where we this is where we need to talk a little bit about Apple's strategy for those who aren't yeah. aware or haven't been in this ecosystem in a while. They they tend not to put things out that aren't either completely dialed in or they're completely confident about. And sometimes they actually, I think they purposely put things out in a slow drip so that it looks like they're continuing to evolve, right? They give you a little bit here. If they gave you all of it, then they figure, you know, okay, well, where do we have you know, our point one, point two, point three that's going to come up, right, to be able to offer more of these things. Um, and obviously, if, if you have experience with the, um, uh, the widgets, that have been working with uh, iOS for what the last was it just iOS 15 Alan or 14 have the widgets as well on the on the actual home screen where you could add I widgets. Don't, I don't. So I think it's at least was. at least yeah. within the last uh, just the last iOS that sure. we've been using widgets and widgets were the exact same way when they came out. I was so excited to finally have not just our icons but I could put weather or something on the home screen. 
But the very first time it came out, you were so limited in what you could do. But that was because the developers were just now getting a hold of it. They're starting sure. to put things out. So it this will grow, and maybe that's what they want. Maybe they don't want you realizing that they don't even have enough widgets for you to fill up much more than, than mm -hmm. this right now. And they want you to be itching for new widget uh, spacing with you've got your, your new yeah. apps that are going to start building those. So Yeah. Well, I flitched over to mine. So this is my default. It's oh, yeah, very, yours is very boring. exciting. Mm -hmm. It's terribly yeah. exciting. I, I, really, I really didn't want anything too flashy on my home screen, but I do like, I mean, I've got my calendar item, uh, upcoming next calendar above my time. I've got weather and then I've got my activity ring information as well, hmm. uh, tied into the, uh, Apple fitness and uh, activity rings. Does that show you so, dead or what is it? Yeah, I guess it just went up. I guess when it's on, like, there it is. Oh, okay. Uh, right. It's close to dead anyway, Brian. Um, I did not get any <laughs> exercise in today. So it's at minute zero for exercise no matter what. So that's, uh, let me go back to the log. So, you know, mine's pretty simple because I didn't really want a lot of flashy stuff on there, but I like having some of that information handy. Let me go ahead and show if I were to go and do my switching. I did create another one, and this I'm only putting up because, again, I'm trying to troll my children yeah. to see if any yeah. of them are watching the show or listening. They're not watching. Because now this is a photo of all three of them much, much younger back in the day. Uh, my youngest is now 16 years old, but he is there standing in the middle. But um, it does give you some nice, uh, when you when you want to make an image as a background, it does give you some nice filters you can use and apply to the photo to kind of give it some interesting looks. So with this one, I've actually got my home app keyed in. It's showing me like my my front door, whether it's locked and the system is disarmed or not. And then I've also got some news items piping in on, on a widget there. So I like hmm. the latest headline on the news. So a couple of the different ways you can, you can kind of play with that. But you are limited to that strip of where yeah. you can put those yeah. widgets. And uh, then you can customize where I currently have the date on that Wednesday, September 14th line. Uh, you can customize that as well. So yeah, um, yep. I like having the whole choosing the different ones. That's kind of nice. Oh, um, the, uh, the the switching. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. So you yeah. know, I can go ahead and build if I wanted to have one, like you know, at a holiday season or whatever, and say, all right, I'm going to use this for a while yep. and switch it around. You can do it. And it's so easy to do. You can go ahead and build all of your. I can go ahead and add a new one right now. And when mm -hmm. I say to add one, it gives me a lot of pre-built options to work with. Either one's based on photos. Here's one's based on astronomy and weather. Uh, different color collections. So I, I've got some buttons up here about what type I want to add. So I can actually create a new wallpaper from here. And then it would give me the capability of choosing what widgets to put on. Yeah. I save it. And now that's available to me if I feel like I'm in the mood to have that as my lock screen in the future. Yeah. So. And I do love, I do love that it, provides suggested photos and those are photos that would allow it to have the the 3d version right as yeah, you can well, see like, that uh, one down there this with one your head hiding hiding your, <laughs> yeah, your this clock. Is yeah much younger me and much less guy? facial hair wow. me yeah i know um hmm. it automatically saw my photo and said hey this may be a good lock screen because damn right. you're really attractive you may want to have this on your screen for people to see and uh, but like you said, it also went ahead and automatically keyed in to kind of give it a cool effect with it overlapping my time. Yep. Now, yep. if I were to add some widgets to it, uh, let's see if That's I put my be. my my rings out there. 
going to tattoo you know, your that's, head. The, that's the only one I want to have. It's oh, now yeah. like a little bullseye oh, tattoo yeah. on my head there. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. And if I say and actually interesting. It, so, Alan, notice this is something I noticed uh, before as well is that when you start adding stuff, notice it it removed the ability of your hair to cover the, the time there, right? Just because yeah, you added that. I think that, once right? I added that widget to it. Now, if I were to go. Yeah, it kind of brought everything up. If I went and uh, customized this again, let me see if I got rid of this. I want to see if it does it. Yep. yep. It brought that feature yep. back now. Because it just said, okay, it's going to be weird if your head is overlapping the time, but not overlapping the widgets. So. Right. Right. It's doing a little AI work on your photos there. It's not perfect. I tried to get it to replicate it with some other photos I had, and it didn't always do that effect the way I was hoping. So, um, yeah. But yeah. it's kind of cool. I mean, if it um, is cool, if it works out good, it's it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. So I do like having all those options to kind of flip around between. So that's the yep. lock screen. Yep. Did you have anything else on that, Brian? Anything else you thought was interesting there? No, not really. Other than, I mean, I, I think you're going to mention this, but maybe now's a good time to do it. Alan, if you go and tell it you want to customize again, or with me, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So as mm -hmm. you notice, I have, I'm in the, the app switching here. Mm -hmm. So if I were to, to say, yes, I want to, you know, work on this one. Actually, let's do that again. You can see there's a focus button. And for those that don't know, focus is something that, you know, Apple put out, a, a, I don't know, I think that's also maybe two versions ago, but focus is you can set up and say, when I'm at work, I want this to happen. I don't want notifications or I don't want this. Or when I'm at home, I want certain things to happen. So I can actually click on focus and say, I want, I want this screen or this lock screen only to come up when, you know, I'm in my personal, um, personal focus time. Right. Yeah. So if, if I happen to switch to work and I have work focus here set to when I get at my office, so it knows my location, when I'm in my office, it automatically switches to work focus. So maybe I have a completely different uh, lock screen that I want to use. So, yeah. you know, I think that's that's pretty slick, too. That's starting to make it much more dynamic and useful. Maybe you, for example, maybe you don't want you know, the image of, you know, Alan, you and I on a cruise, you know, having way too many drinks. Maybe I don't want that one going on at work, but I do want that one when I'm at home, right? Or mm -hmm. I do want that one at a certain time. So, so that's pretty slick. I do like the idea that, that you can tie those things yeah. to, because, you know, what they've done is they've really taken the watch mentality, right? I mean, the Apple watch, you can switch really quickly between different watch faces based on, you know, what you're doing or based on where you are, they've kind of taken that same approach here, which I really like. I think it's uh, yeah. it's slick. So, I do like it. I look for it to be expanded on over time, adding more widgets, more more capabilities to it. But, I mean, it's it's better than what we had before. Yep. And I really do love the, the switching capability. The tying to the focus, I, I think that's something that I'm still going to have to really dig into because I just have not gotten into the focus world yet Yeah. on uh, on the iOS system. I think it's intriguing. But if you're not someone who uses Focus now, you have to set those parameters, you set up what apps are available to you or what notifications you get based on what Focus you're in, then the the the, 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 the lock strings aren't going to mean a lot to you on the Focus yeah. side. Yeah. Um, but they are really cool if you use that function. Um, yeah, great. Well, that's the lock screen. So there is cool. some editing capability. There are some nice things to play with on that. Um, oh, you're okay? 
You lost yeah, some power. Yeah. No, lost some sorry. Light? No, <laughs> trying to just trying to darken my uh, my image there because uh, well, it definitely did. To get blinded, but a little too much. But okay, all right. Go ahead, talk let's, amongst yourself. Let's talk mm-hmm. about some other stuff going on with the uh, with the iOS update. So messages was something that got a lot of attention, and I'm gonna see if I can bring up something with messages here. Um, by the way, I do see that uh, one of my sons did see the photograph that I put up of him from yep. about uh, 12, 13 years ago. So uh, good to know. Good to know one of them's watching. That's great. Well, your so, your oldest son has now become your favorite son. Congratulations. Yeah. 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 Yep. Congratulations, son. You made it. Uh, you, <laughs> you moved you up the list. Over, you can lord that over the other two now. So. Um, <laughs> Let me go ahead and share uh, my screen here again. I want to tell you a little bit about what we're doing as far as the messages go. All right. So with messages, um, you do have a chance to now edit messages, which many people are going to be rejoicing right now when they hear that. But yes, the idea is that with messages, you can now edit a message that you just sent or you can unsend a recent message altogether. Now, I think there's a time limit, Brian, on how much, how many seconds you have to do this where you can unsend a message. Um, yeah. Editing, well, I think you have a pretty good window, right? But, I mean, if the unsending, you have a much shorter window of time to do that in. Yeah, so there is a... Um, let's see. I'm just looking really quickly here. Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a time limit, and I'm I apologize, I don't know what that is right off the top of my head. Well, I just put uh, that in the it. spot for that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was ten to fifteen minutes that there was. That's what unsend. I was thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. that's what we remember uh, talking about before. Um, no, this this is ex- incredibly nice, um, and you know something where you send something out, click send, and then right away you're like, oh, go. That's just a bummer. Um, the, the fact of editing and, you know, unsending, I think there's kind of different time limits that go with those, but it's a really, it's a really good idea. Now, Alan, have you, have you played with this yet? Have you tried uh, No, this? no. Okay. I never make any mistakes when I type oh, yeah, on I text messages, so I really to... haven't had a chance to do any editing of any problems. Right. So, right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you uh, something that actually everybody should know very quickly is that, um, I tried this yesterday with one of our... Uh, fellow brothers, uh, Jeff, mm-hmm. uh, who's been on before. So I sent him a message, and then I edited the message, and then I went back and deleted the message. And on my side, what I saw was uh, the message went away, and there was like uh, maybe a little background text there that said, you have a message that you deleted. Okay, great. I thought it worked awesome. I had sent it to him, and I said, hey, let me know how this comes through. And his response was he sent me a, an image of his screen, and his screen showed all the messages. It showed the first one, it showed the edited one, and then said Brian had deleted a message, even though it was showing all of them. If your recipient is not on iOS 16, it shows up oh. as regular messages. So be aware. <laughs> don't, just, don't just start firing away until you get a lot of people that are oh, on iOS that's, 16. That's a really good point. Okay, so really what we're problem. saying is if you, yep. are, if you have upgraded to iOS 16 and you're wanting to use this whole unsending or editing messages, your recipient needs to be on iOS 16 as well for it to work. So right now, if you yeah. send a text to just about anybody – 
uh, they're going to see all your messages because they're probably not on iOS 16 yet. Good yeah. point on that. Oh, That's boy, very that good was, information. Uh, that was actually, I'm really happy I tested that because, of course, you you know, you know type something, you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll reread it when I send it and then you redo it. But actually, it doubles the messages on someone who's not on that. Now, you know, Jeff went and updated to iOS 16 right after that, and then he went back and it actually you know, showed the previous text. Actually, no, I'm sorry, take that back, Alan. Here here was the process. He went to update, went back to his text string where I had deleted previously. It still showed the same messages, but now any new message that I send and then edit and delete was showing up correctly. So if the person is on iOS 16, you're on iOS 16, this process works great. Uh, if they're not, whatever you send when they're not on iOS 16 will actually stay there um, and continue to go. All right. So actually, well, I can should, even we, show should we try you this? Um, yeah, or do you want to do it? Well, actually, I can already show you. This is a... Okay, uh, great. So with, with uh, my wife, we were texting after she'd updated. I don't know if you can see it in the screen there, but it actually says Suzanne Jackson unsent a message. There you go. There you go. Okay. Yep. And then it shows edited too nice, like a different word she types. So she had typed a word and then she did an edit to a different word. Um, so yeah, it does show you those. And then we were just sending dumb cat videos to each other. So that's what the yeah. cat with the giant garlic bread stick is uh, is there. Yeah, that has and nothing I, to do with iOS 16. That's just uh, <laughs> that's just that's like just cat, me. Cat with garlic bread. <laughs> that's so just something great. I found really funny. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it does give you a note to at least say unsent a message. So you do know that they unsent one. Okay, right. you will see that. You just won't see what the original message was. And yeah. if they edited something, you can get a note to say like what they edited. So at least you know that an edit was made. And I think that's a little bit for some safety and security purposes, yes. Brian. I mean, I think yes. the idea that if you could completely erase the fact that you sent somebody a message could open up some problems, especially with uh, people harassing or, bullying. or a stalker yep. type situation mm -hmm. or bullying. So you want to have some paper chain to show that, yes, something did transpire here, but now that person has unsent it. But you still don't know what the original message is, which is the point of unsending it. Yeah. So, yeah. I would be interested to in know security-wise whether that will be easy to obtain. So let's say that I sent you a harassing message and I edit it or even delete it. You have the ability to say, well, listen, he edited this, so he is not showing what it was before. I wonder if, because I know security is really, really tight with Apple. You won't be able to go and get other people's things, um, even if your uh, law enforcement has a hard time getting some of those things without permission. But I wonder yeah. if that is something that they will release to say, listen, <laughs> you sent it, and we have the ability to, to show what you said, because that was a an action you did initially. So... You know, it's almost like this provides a layer over to sh to not show it, but also that layer is not really getting rid of the original thing. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so that would be interesting to know how that's going to work out in terms of uh, you know the uh, the the safety concerns and the security of of the information that you send. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, just fair warning, right? It, don't think that this is going to work with everybody for a while. This is, it may look right on your side. And that's the hard part. I, I wish that Apple had built in something on my side that said, you deleted this. However, this person is not on iOS 16. So it's going to continue to show up. <laughs> right. That yeah, would be some really sort nice. of yeah. Some sort of um, highlight, some sort of note on that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, so I think that there's well, some 
there's some some great things about that. It certainly makes you know the. Uh, I hope it doesn't make us lazier with our typing. Mm-hmm. That people will just blast away knowing that they can easily edit afterwards. I hope that doesn't continue because that's already pretty bad. But um, I was gonna say, I, based on my time online, I was gonna say it's at a pretty low level to begin <laughs> with. So I don't know how it can get much worse. Right, Brian. While we're still talking messages or yep. at least messaging systems, can we talk uh, email as well? Yeah, I'm just kind of yeah, skipping yeah, yeah. around the, the mail app. Uh, let me share mine. Okay. So a couple couple things I was excited about with the mail program that was going to be added here on iOS 16. And a uh, couple things they really play up is the fact that if you do email through the uh, stock iOS mail app, you've got an undo send feature. So that same mm-hmm. kind of idea. If you send an email, you have a 10-second window to decide you want to unsend it. So again, that's good for those accidental sends. You hit the send button by accident or you realize you sent it to the wrong person. You do have 10 seconds to go and quickly unsend it. So basically what it's doing is it's prepping it to send off, but it hasn't actually released it into the internet for 10 seconds because you have a little bit of a window to go in and make that change, um, which is good. That's fine. The thing I was the most excited about is I'm, I was trying to find the closest thing to a snooze capability Mm-hmm. on the email because uh, snoozing is something that's really big for me. If I get an email coming in my inbox and I don't want to deal with it, I don't need to look at it for another five days. I don't want it to stay in my inbox until five days later. Right. Snoozing is something a lot of other mail apps will let you do. The iOS mail app has never allowed you to do that uh, natively. It does now have a remind me feature. Remind so for example, me, yeah. if I take a uh, email here and I can do a, um, let me just go in. If I go in and actually do this reply button, I do have some other options now. One of them being notify me, you know, or remind me. So if I say mm-hmm. remind me, yes, it'll tell me, hey, do you want me to remind you about this email in an hour? Do you want me to remind you tonight, tomorrow, or choose another specific time? Now, here's the thing. It doesn't do exactly what I wanted it to do, which is I wanted it to then make it disappear from the inbox until it's time to remind me. And then it comes back to the top of my inbox. Instead, what it does is it does bring it back up, up further up in your inbox, but it stays in your inbox, even if you're in the remind me phase. Supposedly, Brian, this is an adjustment, a change they made before they released this final version. In hmm. previous betas, the emails were actually hidden when you told it to remind you later. It took your email, hid it, and then didn't bring it back in your inbox until the date and time you told it. Now, it leaves it in your inbox. It just highlights it and has a little remind me tag on it and brings it up, I think, higher in your inbox when it's time to remind you. Okay. Not exactly a, what I wanted. A little, no, little different. I think that's a major, I think that's kind of a major fail, honestly. Um, yeah. But um, I was just looking to see whether you could get creative and do a, a filter of, of your inbox only showing those that were not flagged to be reminded, right? That would be mm-hmm. kind of the way around it. It's just have your your inbox only showing those that weren't going to be reminded yet and then come back in when they're new again. But you can't do that. I'm only seeing the, the filter um, VIP only sent today, mail attachments. Um, so, yeah, there's not – although flagged, is it flagged? It's flagged. The is is that what it does when they're saying reminder? Is there a, is it a version of 
flagging? I don't think it's a version of the flags no. that, okay. we're, that we're used so to. You can't just today. say show me, show me not flagged, right? Yeah, that wouldn't be the case. Um, but no, I think this that's that's a major loss. I think that's a fail um, by them. I think if they would have done that, I could see why they didn't. They probably want people to get used to it, and then they'll come back later and say. Just so you didn't freak out, you know, because you weren't seeing things. Now we're gonna, now we're gonna maybe, hide them. Yeah, or know. at least provide a filter, right? It'd be nice if your inbox had a filter to say, "I only yeah. want to see the things that have not that are not in the queue to be reminded later, only when they're actually coming back." Maybe we'll get there soon. I, I still yeah. on my you know, Mac, I use um, uh, Mel Butler to do kind mm-hmm. of my my Mac. Uh, is a plug-in to the Mac OS 10 mail. Unfortunately, I can't do that same functionality on the iPhone. So it's a little, a little frustrating to me. I was kind of holding out hope for this feature and really my decision, whether I keep using the stock iOS app mail app as my default mail program. And now I'm, now I'm a little wavering on it. I'm trying to decide what I want to do. So it's a little disappointing. Otherwise, on the mail app, the only other things that were kind of uh, you can get notified if there's a missing attachment. In other words, it, if you send an email saying, hey, attached is da da da, and you send, it can actually notify you and be like, oh, hey, you said you were going to send an attachment, but you didn't send one. So, oh, that's, that's kinda, pretty cool. You know, yeah. Same thing if somebody sends you one, I think it gives the same kind of notification. Hey, they said there's an attachment, but we don't see one. So, it, it gives you a notification about that. Yeah, that's neat. Which is kind of yeah. nice. Um, but that's Alan, really about me, it on the mail app. It's just some different reminder options and ways yeah. to kind of uh, trigger some of the emails to kind of be a little more front and center for you to see. Yeah, you did mention this already, but there is a unsend. Uh, yeah. But what I didn't realize is that in the settings for mail, you can actually change that unsend time. So right now it's 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 set to 10 seconds, but you can actually ter- mm-hmm. turn it to 20 or 30 seconds. To give yourself a so little you can go extra up to 30 on every seconds. Now. Yep. So thirty yeah. seconds is the max. Um, so well, that's a that's a feature. Just know that the only thing I'll say is just a little takeaway from that is just remember if you set it for something like thirty seconds, it does mean that your email will not hit the internet right. channel going to your recipient for thirty seconds. I know sometimes I was on tech support this morning with somebody and they're sending me a document. And they're like, okay, I just hit send, and you should yeah. be getting it any moment now. If there was a 30-second delay, I just need to be aware that 30 seconds are going to go by before there's any chance of that email even coming out to me at all. So um, just be aware of that. But again, I think for people who are a little more accident-prone on sending out erroneous emails, you may want to give yourself that 30-second window just to make absolutely sure. And that's uh, that's fine. So, so I also, Alan, did a quick check uh, what we talked about earlier, the... Um Editing, editing a message and I in uh, messages, you can edit a message up to five times. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it only lets you a max of editing one message five different times, mm-hmm. and then you have fifteen minutes to edit the text. So you got fifteen minutes now to unsend. Fifteen minutes to edit. To okay. edit, unsend. You only have two minutes. So you have two minutes to unsend. You have fifteen minutes to edit. So if I were to put into Alan here, you're the worst brother ever. And then I say, oh, gosh, of course, I want to edit that. And I want to say you're, you are almost <laughs> the worst brother ever. Good. Yeah, It's comforting. So That's then good. I, of course, clicked and clicked edit. I clicked OK. And then, Alan, yeah. I don't know if you can pull that up to see on your end what it's showing up. Yeah. Like. So right there, that was, uh, I see that I, it, 
it does highlight it that it was edited. Okay. But I, I see the edited version. It popped up almost instantaneously, Brian, when I saw that you were editing it on your side. Hmm. It really did happen almost instantaneously. But I have the little tag underneath it that says edited. So at least I know. So if you click on edited, Alan, does it do do anything? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it does. It shows me the original yep. version. Yeah. So there we go. There was our answer to the earlier issue of, uh, you know, bullying. So you will see a change. You can actually see. You, you're just, this is just cleaning up someone's inbox to make it sure they see the right thing. But you can still click. And I was just you looking here. I can do the same thing yeah. on my side. I can click edit. Okay, good. I see the previous one as well as this one. And it's just right. highlighted differently. So, so that great. is good. That is a, overall a good thing, I think, for safety security purposes it's nice to have a kind of that again that trail of uh, dialogue yep. and communication yeah, that's there, really so. really slick Good. yep okay um let's talk uh maps Ooh, let's maps. talk maps okay i'm going to pull up my maps app okay. here the biggest thing that was added on the uh the app here on the maps is the fact that and this is such a big big thing i've, I've needed this for huge years now huge is that if I wanted to create a uh, map directions to a place, let's say if I want to go visit uh, my son at his school, I've got to pull it up. You'll notice it shows me a direction path, but it has a button for add stop. So in other words, if Finally. I need to make a stop on the way, but I want to have a multi-point trip routed for me, I can now do that. So if I say I got to add a stop and let me do um, somewhere in uh, Statesville, um, Statesville Regional Airport. Sure, I'm going to go by the Statesville Airport first. Okay, and I'm going to move that up. Now it's going to show, okay, great. I'm going to route you to the airport, and then I'm going to route you all the way back over to the school. And it's showing me it's 32 minutes to get to the airport, 49 minutes to get to my next destination. So now it's showing me the whole trip is an hour, 20 minutes, and I've got those, uh, those, those stops. I can add as many stops as I need. I think there's a, there might be a limit, but... The, the generally the number of stops you may actually need you can put in here and have it all routed out for you you can change the order of those stops if mm-hmm. there's somewhere you want to go first and then even if you're having to backtrack and go somewhere else you can put all that in place which is nice yeah um, alan can you can you click go because i want to see i haven't tested this yet but does it give you the amount of time to your first stop because that's what google does it says next yep. stop yep there next stop is a uh, 919 i would get there 32 Perfect. minutes. Now, if I want to go and view the whole trip, there it is. I can see yeah. it shows me my estimated arrival time at the school is 10.07. So yeah, it is telling me, very nice. hey, next stop is here, but yet if your final destination, you should get here. Um, plus, you can add new stops while you're in transit. So let's say you are moving, you're following a, a path. You don't have to stop your current and end your current navigation to go in and add another stop. You can actually say, add stop while you're in transit somewhere and then it will recalculate everything and give you that next stop and then go from there so yeah that have you tried this yet huge. have you tried it um yeah have you tried that on siri like have you tried voice to say no not on siri it on button okay no. i i rode with somebody i was riding I would with hope somebody that that's the case i yeah, hope yeah, it's easy sure. i hope it's easy like uh you know hey s word you know add a add a add a stop for this or yeah. search for this so See, like right now, the, the phone thinks I'm starting to travel. It's got me in travel mode. So if I go in here and say, hey, you know what? I want to add a stop. Uh, let me look for a coffee shop and let me add Dunkin' Donuts to the mix. Now it's routing me to the Dunkin' Donuts before yeah. it takes me 
to my other stops. So That's great. This is so nice. I'm yep. loving this. Well, and, um, and for many people, the, uh, this is the caveat here. I know we get excited about these things, and, and there's probably a lot of Google folks or Android folks that are everything we've said so far, they'll say, <laughs> we've had this forever, right? Yeah. And that is probably true. Um, yeah, the, the lock screen. Android's been able to do that for a very long time. Uh, Google Maps has been doing added stops for a very long time. Sure. So these are all catching up. I think they're catching up in a way that they're potentially cleaner in the way that they do that, which again is, mm-hmm. is Apple's thing, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. let you guys go forward. I'm gonna, we're going to catch up, but we're going to do it even nicer, or we're going to do it yeah. so it looks nicer or that it works more effectively. You're going to do it faster. We're going to do it potentially better, and that's at least their mantra. Um, Alan, if you want to switch over really quickly to mine, um, I just want to show, which is something that also I haven't used before. So I just put in that I was going from my location to you, right? And that shows, okay, it's going to take a day and 15 hours to get over there. Hmm. Um, But the idea that that center button down there now, I could say, no, actually, I'm going to be going Friday and I'm going to be leaving at, you know, 6.50 6.50 at night, or I want to arrive by, I love that. I love that I want to arrive at your place by oh, that's the 19th nice. yeah. and say done. And then it's going to tell me, I'm guessing, yep, you need to leave Sunday at 4.37 a.m. I love that. I mean, that's super slick. Oh, right? no, that's this great. makes it really, really nice if you're talking about I long trips. I didn't even see that. Yeah, that's so Picking good. people that's up. Good. So, yep. So Maps is getting a ton better. I, I honestly I haven't used Maps Probably in the last six months, I started using it. Before that, I was totally Google Maps because Google Maps yeah. was just so much better. Um, I I think I'm to the point now where I'm going to at least try to yeah. use this. Hopefully, that it's a little quicker than it has been. But I've been on like Apple it. Maps for a while. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Uh, one note I'll make about the multi-stop uh, directions: uh, it, when the new Mac OS comes out, operating system you could actually set up that multi-stop uh, directions on your Mac and send it to your phone and yep. it'll be there. So in other words, if you don't want to have to do all this looking up locations Keying and in. creating mm-hmm. this whole, uh, this whole uh, uh, navigation system on your phone, you could do it on your, comp- on your Mac and then send it to the phone and the phone will have all the stops keyed in. So if you're researching to say, okay, I want to figure out a good restaurant to go to and you're searching on your maps to find it, Plug it in on your desktop, send it to your phone. Your phone will have that multi-stop yeah, that's, uh, pathway that's ready to go. So I love it. It's good. Yep. Yep. That yep. is uh, that is the Maps app. Let me uh, let me show another one, Brian, which is sure. um, the weather app. Um, may think, okay, well, that's not terribly exciting that the weather app got updated, but I think it's a worthwhile upgrade here. Uh, Apple purchased the app Dark Sky, which We've talked about in months past. Uh, it was a really good, nice, well-featured um, weather app. Apple bought it, so we knew that they were going to be integrating some of this new app into the weather app. Up until now, Brian, pretty much I use the weather app for just a quick glance on what's going on. Yeah. If I really wanted to see more detail about the weather, I would scroll down to the bottom and hit the button to go to the weather.com website and right. see more details. I will say with this update, I'm probably good to stay within this weather app for most of my weather needs. You still have hour by hour. You still have day by day. But you do have a radar, precipitation Mm -hmm. radar, which was not in there before, which is kind of nice. You got a lot more detail than you had before. 
with pressure and humidity a lot easier to kind of see and spot there. But also if I were to go in here, now I can actually click on my hour by hour view and actually see it throughout the day, highs and lows, exactly when those highs yeah. and lows will hit. Um, and I can flip through each day this way and get a lot more detail about it with a little summary of each day as well. Again, this is the stuff I was going to the weather.com website to get. It's now built into the weather app. Um, it's still not the most full featured app ever for weather, but it gives a lot more information than it did before. And I'm, I think I'm kind of to the point where I could probably stay with this and get just about everything I need yeah. on these going forward. So, yep. Yep. Once again, it's very similar to maps and that it's now catching up to the things <laughs> that other people have done, but I think it's sure. doing it in a very effective way and probably a very good looking way. Whereas other yeah. apps, you know, were a little fast to do it and were, were a little clunky, but they had better information. Um, and I'll just quickly mention, Alan, because I just pulled open uh, weather for the very first time. And oh, yeah. I got there's that. a little uh, notice there that says it introduces severe weather alerts, which is great. Mm -hmm. right? Of course, I'll enable that. So that, I'm assuming, is going to be a push notification when it believes severe weather is coming, which, of course, plenty of other weather apps have, ha uh, have had in the past. But now at least you know it's part of the, uh, it's part of the, the ecosystem. So... Yep. Yeah, so there yep. we go. Would it like to send you critical alerts? Yes, please do that. And you can see the types of alerts that it's going to be uh, allowing. So, uh, so I'm going to do severe. All right. So, yeah, this is good. I mean, I think weather weather's better. Uh, and, you know, Alan, I hope that I know weather is one of the things you can get on your customized lock screen, not mm -hmm. only just as a widget, but I think you can get it as the background. It'll kind of change based on the weather in your location which of course is what the background here does the cloudiness is showing that it's partly cloudy here and then if it was raining here it would show rain in the background uh, i think that is allowed to happen on the lock screen now which is which mm -hmm. is kind of nice that's a, a dynamic lock screen option so all right let me flip over and i'm going to show I, I know we want to kind of hit a few more things where we've been going a little long already brian i think we got wrapped up in a lot surprise, of stuff Shock, shocker so I do want to kind of hit a couple more key things. Uh, this is the new Home app. A little caveat with the Home app is they did tout with iOS 16 that not only was it going to be the interface was going to be updated for your home uh, kit management, but also is going to be rolling out support for Matter, which Matter is the kind of the new home automation standard that all the manufacturers are starting to adopt to make uh, your devices in your smart home communicate together a lot better, a lot more seamlessly. Matter has not been rolled into this update yet. It is going to be yeah. something that they add on as an update later on. But we do have a new interface for the home app. And already I like it quite a bit. It's a little more functional than just dumping every block I had of a, of a smart home device on a, on a main screen. It actually groups it into scenes and favorites, and then I can have it grouped by my different rooms and see it quickly at a glance. Um, plus I have a nice little bar up here of just some key features. If you know, I've got a water detector, if I want to see that water detector quickly at the top, I can see that. If I want to see my climate system, I can see that very quickly up there as well. My cameras are much more front and center than they were. They used to be kind of down at the bottom. You had to scroll way down to the bottom to get to. Um, that's really the main thing that's changed here on the home app is really just this main home interface. And once you get down into the controls for everything, it's, it's not really any different. And I haven't nice. seen a lot of new features. It's just a much nicer visible way of 
viewing your home kit apps yeah. right now. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, did you have another one? You got something on photos, yep. right, to share with us? Well, photos, yeah. We can we can do a couple of things real quick on photos. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, one of the things I think you you uh, introduced this to me, Alan, was that you know now you, as you slide down and see kind of the utilities that you have, one of those is duplicates. And yep. duplicates, if I click on duplicates, it shows these are all the pictures that I have that it has more than one of them. And you can see some yep. of them has more than two of them. Um, so this this is really slick. It kind of calls attention. We used to have separate apps that we would download just to go and dig through and find duplicates like contacts and all of that. Uh, but with each one of these, so that second one, if I said, oh, I actually only need one of those, I can click the merge button. And it's going to say, yes, it's going to merge them. And Alan, you introduced me to this to say it's going to keep the better of the two. If there's a difference, it'll keep the better of the two. And of course, now it's no longer a duplicate. There's only one of them. So yeah. so that's that's pretty helpful. It's it's doing, I think, a much better job of starting to kind of sort through. Um, you know, I have to say photos is now catching up once again. This is kind of the theme, right? All of these things have been catching around up. a while, but they're getting they're catching up and doing it really in a great way. You know, I've used Google Photos forever, and you, the search features in Google Photos were so, so good and so uh, effective. But now you're starting to be able to do the same thing. Search for people more effectively, search for items, search for locations. Um, yeah, so the need for Google Photos is becoming a little less, uh, you know. So but what they're trying to do is getting everybody back into their ecosystem fully and realize that they don't have to go elsewhere for too many things. So, And they're, they're doing a pretty good job. So. Yeah. That's great. The duplicates are the big thing that you've got now. Finding duplicates and easy, easier management of those. I got rid of Brian over a thousand duplicates. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a <laughs> uh, thousand duplicates on my phone, which was crazy. But um, it was there, and they found them. And I yeah. pulled the trigger and said, "Yep, get rid of all of them." And I hope, I hope that was not a bug on a new operating system, and it really trashed a bunch of really good photos. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the one thing with the Photos app, I will say that uh, they were supposed to roll out with iOS 16, but once again have kind of delayed it, is a iCloud shared photo library that you could use with your family. Now, you may be saying, I think we can already do that now. Well, you can, but you can have a shared photo library right now, but you have to designate who you want to share it with, and then they all have to go in and add things to it manually to say, I want to add a photo I took to the shared library to share with these other friends. What the iCloud shared photo library is going to do is it basically anybody who's in your family, like for example, you all have real time updates to see, like if you want to have photos go automatically to this shared library that you share with your family, you basically are creating a separate library. Like right now your photo app is giving you one library that's yours Everything you take a photo of goes into that one library and you have to go in and manually choose if there's ones you want to share with others. This will actually create a second library that you have shared with your your family or other close friends. And then you can say when you take a photo, I want it to go into one of those two libraries or go into both libraries if you want to. So it becomes a lot more automatic. You can actually have a shared family photo library yeah. which is just yeah. kills me right now that we don't have that that's really tough yeah. i've got you know five members in my family on my icloud family and i don't have an easy way to just automatically share some family photos we take 
with everybody in that family without having to go and manually set that up to do it. So yeah. I was really looking forward to that. Disappointed. Yep, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a later update, but it is coming. It'll be one of those 0.1, 0.2 updates here before too long they do. So Yeah. And just to, to add on that, I don't know if they, I know they delayed this as well, but I don't know if it's going to be uh, even further delay. But the, the original plan of this, Alan, was if, if I went with say four friends and we go to, we go on a hike and we all have our phone with us and we're all in each other's contacts as friends. And I start taking pictures on this hike that there's supposed to be an automatic kind of, Hey, by the way, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so are close by. Do you want to go ahead and share these pictures with them? Because, you know, they're going to want to see pictures from this hike and you should be able to have the opportunity of doing this auto share, mm. even if they're mm-hmm. not in a family, but you're close to someone when close you, enough you, to go to, you go to a wedding and there's five other people that are taking the same pictures, then we should all be able to automatically really quickly kind of put those together. So I think I think some good things are coming with photos. I agree. Um, Alan, you know, we didn't talk about notifications and and we have a, a listener here that that uh, seems to have a uh, a. Uh, she used to have some concerns with it. Uh, notifications <laughs> on the bottom suck. Uh, yeah. Let's Cheyenne, explain what. Thank you let's for, explain for what we're talking that. about. Yeah, let's explain yep. what that what we're talking about there. Can you let me yeah, go to the lock screen, or unless you want to do it, I think because I know I know what they're talking about, and I can yeah. understand. Well, I don't so know if, if you I, wanna, Brian, were to send, let me send you a text message yep. real quick. Okay, yep. do that. So here you go. So I just sent you a text message. It should pop up on your notifications there. There we yep, go. There it is. And you're right. It is at the bottom of the screen. So yep. uh, this is a this is a good and bad situation. Mm-hmm. I I will say it's not going to be everybody's favorite that they're at the bottom now. Um, it is one of those things I wish you had options to say whether I want them to be at the top or middle or bottom. I, I think you do. Let me I, I could be wrong Ooh, here, but let's wait go a minute. over to let's go over here real quick. Um, okay. Hold tight, everybody. Go ahead, there please. Please talk amongst yourself. Talk amongst yourself. Well, the thing is, I did see that it was a little problematic. I personally like them being. So yeah, I see you can okay. stack them across list. the bottom. You can list them on the bottom or count them on the bottom, but you can't change if they're at the them bottom from or the top, top of the screen. Right. Yeah. Well, and of course, this is based on the widgets, right? But yeah. I would say, if you're concerned like I was when I started seeing really they had been shrunk down and stacked and actually layered on top of each other, right? So we've had the whole stacking piece for a while. If you send me four messages and they're all messages, it kind of says, hey, you have several messages and then you also have news, you have this. But if you're if you're not in the, a fan of, you know, uh, waking your phone up and seeing all these things tucked at the bottom away and that you have to kind of click to expose them, you might at least go to the list part because I think that'll at least show, hey, there was a message here from this uh, person. There was, you know, a, an alert from ESPN. There was this. And you don't then have to take a secondary click in order to see them. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a help. It's not it's not perfect. Uh, but, of course, we know why this is the case, right? It is because... And it, and it goes back to why widgets right now are only one line and why everything's at the bottom is they're trying to make sure you see how pretty their <laughs> background pictures are, you know? Yeah. Because if they yep. did, if they, if they'd allowed you day one to throw in 20 widgets, you'd never pay attention to how nice the picture is in the background. So, or if you could pick and choose, if you yep. wanted to have all your notifications back up at the top of the screen or in the middle of the screen or something, you never get to use widgets and all right. Yep. 
Yep. I, I, I don't agree with it, but I, I totally see that that's their point. I yeah. wish there was more customization. I guess it's another one of my disappointments with the lock screen customization is yes, there's quote customization, but it's very locked down customization. And uh, as you can see, like if I'm listening to a podcast or listen to a piece of music, that player is now at the bottom of my lock screen, which is okay. If I had a pretty picture in the middle of my screen, and I wanted to not block somebody's face in the middle of it. That's great. But you know, for me, I have a very generic background right now. So I don't yeah. mind that being filled up with information to kind of keep everything at the bottom. It's a little, a little odd. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And I will also say anything that has clickable elements to it. I mm-hmm. personally like being at the bottom because as our phones get bigger, closer to your thumbs, I want to yeah. be able to do it with one button. Alan, yeah. Can you okay. really click down to click, click play on your, um, your music there or your uh, podcast? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I think, is there a way also where it, yeah, becomes full screen, which is super yep. slick, right? You can also, yep. you can touch it drag it goes back. full screen yeah. or just touch it that. again. And it goes back to a small mini yep. viewer. Does that with album I art like or that. anything like that? So yeah, that's nice. And I assume this is with CarPlay and things like that. This will be mm-hmm. the or in, in Bluetooth mode. This is going to be the standard, which is yeah. a nice way to do it. So, okay, um, Brian, can I hit a couple little really quick highlight things? Just these are real small little items. Yeah, if I told um, you no, would you not? Or no, I'm still going to do it. Okay, I um, yeah, I was ahead. just being polite as well. I was mm-hmm. doing. Um, up in the top right corner of my screen, you will see that the battery indicator up there has a number in it. Now, you can choose this option or not. By default, with the new operating system, it is putting this up there, but it is uh, giving you a percentage of your battery inside the battery icon. Now, here's the thing, the reason I'm going to be switching this back over to my traditional view, because I don't like the number. The reason I don't like the number um, is the number is gonna be shown in front of what looks like a full battery. So if the number was 20, 20%, 20%, yep. Yep. that 20 is still on top of a full battery. So if I were to quickly glance at my battery in that top corner, it's going to at first glance look like it's full, but right. the number's 20%. Uh, I like it visually to show me battery as opposed to trying to read a number uh, on the corner of my screen. That's yep. just me. Some people like yep. the numbers and would rather see a, a, a battery percentage in that number. That's great. You have that. You have that option, but you can toggle it between the two. So yeah, um, yeah, and I have, I know I have, uh, I have it up there just because it's new. But you're right; I'll probably go yeah. back to the other. Yeah, it's a um, little misleading. It's great when it's a hundred percent, like it is right now. But uh, you know, if it's five percent full, I I want to see visually something that really jars to me, saying, "Yeah, it is five percent full, not a hundred percent." You've got a, a up on the setting one, screen something I was going yeah to I've got one well. piece that looks looks different yeah that, that you'll notice that at the top normally it has the Brian Jackson that's my iCloud stuff that I can go into but it also has the family if I have family uh, associated with my account but then a new one which actually is kind of slick it only pops up when you are using your AirPods um, is that the AirPods have the menu there which is a little different still the same information a little different layout. Um, Alan, I don't know if you've tried the spatial audio or do you don't have AirPods that do spatial audio? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you do want to talk about that? You don't have Thank spatial you for- audio. You don't have, you don't have the nicer AirPods. I just want to hear you say it. You don't have the nicer AirPods. I don't have the nicer AirPods. Okay. Thanks. I said it. So, um, for people that do, uh, or if you have, I think the big, um, the, uh, the headphones from, uh, um, from Apple, 
I just did this today, and this is actually kind of interesting. I don't know if it does anything, Alan, but you'll see there the personalized spatial audio. So spatial audio is where the audio mm -hmm. is kind of changed. We've talked about this before in a previous episode. So it sounds like you're immersed in the audio. So if your head turns, you actually hear the audio stay in that same visual location. Uh, well, the personalized is actually kind of interesting. I did it this, this uh, afternoon. And what it does is it forces you, again, very similar to Face ID, you show it your head and you wiggle it around. You show it your ear. So you actually have it take a video of your ear and a video of the other ear. And then it says it's supposed to change your sound based on your shapes of your ears. I don't know if it's actually doing anything because honestly, all the spatial audio sounds pretty good anyway. Um, but it's another thing that is kind of interesting. I'm assuming if someone has more open ears or something that there's going to push sound to one side versus the other, because that's, of course, what the uh, AirPods are doing. So, uh, But anyway, I, I just just to confirm, I think you, you don't like have a, the AirPods. I think it sounds like right? a... I, yeah, okay. I think it sounds like a stupid feature. <laughs> well, you know, for someone who doesn't have them, I, I guess that was probably would feel that way. So, yeah, it's totally pointless. I have no idea why they even included that. Yeah. Um, no, I'm actually yeah, kind of jealous. I actually want to go out and get new AirPods it's now just to try that out. So I think, you know, Brian, that's, I think we hit most everything. Uh, your Wi Fi password, mm. this is, I've already used this twice just in the last day. It always was confounding to me that I could never, when you punch in, connect to a Wi-Fi network and you have to punch in a password, it saves your password. So every time you get on that Wi-Fi network, it connects you automatically. But if you go to look inside that Wi-Fi network to see your password, you just see yeah. the dots and you could never find, you could never see it. There's no way to see it until now. You can actually now touch the password. It will validate you with either face ID nice. or your uh, key pass uh, passcode. But it will show you the, the, the password at that point, which is really yeah, nice. Cool. So dumb that it wasn't there before, I think. But now that it's here, I'm so happy yep. it is. Yep. Awesome. Um, and then the last thing, we, I don't have a demo of this, um, thankfully so. But um, if your iPhone were to get very warm, it's actually going to notify you now and say, hey, by the way, we're going to we're going to stop charging. Or we're going to pause charging on your phone for a while because your temperature is really, mm -hmm. really hot. And so it does actually pause your charging when it detects that the temperature on the phone is a little too warm. Again, a nice safety feature there. Um, I don't want to see that, but knowing that it's there and it will pop up whenever the situation arises, is, it's nice yep. to know. Yep. So I think that's um, I think that's most of the updates on uh, iOS 6. I mean, there are some others. There's some other little things that we didn't cover. We didn't go into Safari. I think Safari's got some new tabs. Tab groupings. Uh, the yeah. tab groups, yeah. you can create a group of tabs that open up at one time and have be available. Um, we talked about focus a little bit when you're talking about the lock screen, but there are uh, the, the lock screens in the home pages. Now you can tie to those different focus uh, areas if you use that is a nice feature as well. Again, if you're not somebody who uses focus, then it's not going to mean a lot to you. But if you're really, really focused in on focus <laughs> and you're using that, uh, knowing that you can really customize those lock screens to pull up based on where you are or what type of things you're working on, yeah, is, no, is nice. It's good, so, uh, and uh, I think I think overall I've been I've been pretty happy. I mean, everything that came with this update is uh, I think nice and seems to work well. I haven't noticed any major glitches yet. I'm not. Yeah. I won't be using all of them, Same here. but uh, the fact that they're there, I, I can see why yeah. they're there, and I think that they will enhance the. Uh, 
enhance the usability. Alan, I just want to mention one more thing because we did talk about the um, uh, the warning that if you're sending a deleted message or added messages to someone that's not on iOS 16. Just FYI, the way that that looks, that I explained it to say, here's the first message, here's the second message, here's this. That's the way it's always mm-hmm. gonna look on a non-Apple um, device. I'm pretty sure it's always gonna look that way. So if you send okay. it to a green bubble person or a person that is not on, green, yeah, green it'll bubbles. show up that same way. So just yeah. be, be aware, the editing thing is kind of nice for visual, but it's not getting rid of that message. It's not, you know, getting rid of those things. Well, it's kind of like how it's been with text messages where if you were to send any kind of text effect that you can do on an iPhone, yeah, and you send it to somebody on a, uh, one of the green bubble people, they don't see the same animation or icon or not that. They will see text that just says so-and-so gave a thumbs up, actually writing it out. Same idea kind of here with these features is that you're not going to get the true benefit of them without it going to another iMessage user, which is a Mac or Apple user. Um, but again, to make sure that they see the most recent edited version of that text message, they will see that. Now, Brian, green, green bubble people, if you were to unsend a text message, they'll still see it? Um, yes. Okay. If you un- if you unsend if you unsend a message to uh, a non iPhone user, yes, they'll they see, will still the see the original. It. And actually, and I th- that's something we didn't check, Alan. If we unsend editing, each other, I get, can you still I get see editing? It? I get editing that you know if I send an edited version of a text to a somebody a green bubble that they will see each iteration of the text message. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm really kind of surprised that the unsending a text message. I guess maybe you can't even unsend it if you send it to a green bubble person. Yeah. Well, let's go over to yours really quick. Cause I am also interested. We didn't show the, uh, the unsend, but why don't you pop up? I was sending that to you. Mm-hmm. Let's have you jump yours on there. Okay. Here I am. Okay. So now I'm going to, uh, undo the send. Yep. Now, is there a way, is there any clickable things there for you? Nope. Okay. So I cannot see it. Thing. Okay. So unsending to another iMessage user does truly unsend it. They, they know that you okay. unsent a message, but they don't know what the message was. My question is, if you, did, if you were texting somebody in a green bubble and you hit the unsend, does it still unsend or does it? Yeah. Switch, switch back over to mine. Switch back over to mine and you'll see one, one helpful bit. So look at the language it gives me. Screen time may still still see, and that's Alan, by the way, may still see the message on devices where the software hasn't been updated. So you've got to assume that if it's a non-iPhone, it's going to still be there. I, I think there's no way it can be removed at this point. It's not, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the cross-platform has that capability. Um, so I'm pretty certain that uh, that won't be the case, but let me we probably need to look into that. Um, well, I'm, I'm, we're, we're about the, at the end of the show, and I figure yeah. I'm going to take a couple more. Uh, I'm going to take some executive decision time here and take a couple extra minutes and just see, can you unsend green text messages on iPhone? Um, and here we go. No. Cannot be edited nope. or unsent. So basically, if you send a message to one person who is a green bubble person, meaning they're not an Apple iMessage person, you don't even have the option of unsending. 
Right. Right. If or you can, you, it'll probably show unsent on yours. It'll say that's the that's the confusing part. If I unsend it on my side, it'll say, "Oh, that's now gone." But it'll give me this message that we have right here. It's just realize it's still going to be there. If it's been no, received, it's still no, going to be there. Actually, nope. That's not when you send your message as an SMS or MMS to someone, which means it's going into the green bubble territory. You won't get an option to unsend it or edit it like you would a blue bubble. Ah, so in okay, other words, okay, if you are texting somebody that, uh, that's a green that's bubble, you don't yep. even get the option to unsend it or there you it. go. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now keep in mind, if you have a group conversation and there's 12 people on it, if one person is a green bubble person, you can't everybody, unsend any messages gets, or yeah. edit a message after you send it. It basically lowers wow. the functionality down to the lowest common denominator, right? So, yep. Uh, yep. So, good important thing to keep in mind, everybody, is that if you're going to be using this unsending or editing your text messages, just it only works with other iMessage users, which is iPhone, iPad, Mac users. Yep. That's it. Yep. It does yep. not work if somebody's on a Google phone or an Android phone. Um, it's not going to work. It's not going to give you the option to even do it. So that's the good thing is that you're not going to unsend it and it still gets sent to that person and stays there. It just, you won't have the option to unsend it at all. Yep. And just as our friend Shane said earlier, note to self, no drunk texting, right? At least it's not until all of his friends are on iOS 16. (laughs) That's right. Everybody (laughs) needs to be on the same, the same system before you can do some drunk texting. Okay. That's right. That's Uh, right. Good to know. Um, all, right. all right. That's good. I'm glad we checked that out a little bit. Yep. So, Brian, overall, what's your kind of your takeaway thoughts on iOS 16 in general before we wrap this up? I, I, mean, I, um, I like it. I will say that I'm not incredibly overwhelmed, right? It's not one of these where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. I, I love the feature. The features, most of them there are good. And, uh, and I'd say it actually feels uh, super clean. And uh, I love the, the lock screen. And I, I'm looking forward to more widgets and more use of that lock screen. But uh, yeah, I like it overall. I'd say it's 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 a great update, um, and uh, I think there's more things that we haven't even figured out yet, which is always the case with Apple, where you just have to play with it a while to realize that they changed the menus or something to be more effective. So uh, so I think this uh, I think it's a good it's a good update, and I'm amazed at this point again knocking on wood. I'm amazed I haven't had any issues so far. I haven't had things to freeze or where I'll have to quit an app because it wasn't working the way it was supposed to. But um, so I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's good. You? So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanting to try one more thing here while I got you on the phone. Cause again, this is what Brian and I do. We, yeah. If you all weren't watching or listening to us, we would be doing this anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and take <laughs> a little bit more time on this. Anybody, if you're done and you want to leave, Thanks. we get it. No problem. Take care. Thanks. But Brian sure, and I are going to say bye-bye. I'll say that to you guys now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. We'll do that. But All Brian right. and I are going to geek out for just a couple more minutes here. So Brian, have you done anything to play with the uh, lifting the subject off of a photo? Oh, I have not. No. Which okay. obviously is what the the uh, AI system is doing, right, on the, uh, yep. um, on the lock screen. So well, I'm going to go in, that. and unfortunately, I have to use my the, a photo uh-huh. of my cat that my wife sent me. Um, I I do not like this cat. Um, I'm just cat telling you right a now, little, little. I mean, it looks a little possessed. Is that oh, normally a, the way it looks at you? It has no. It does not give any. You know <laughs> what's 
about anybody um, <laughs> except itself. I, I am a dog person now, and I, you know, we lost our dog a few months ago, and uh, now this cat has adopted us, a neighborhood cat that has decided it's going to live with us. And it was a decision it made. It, we did not make this decision. She made this decision. So anyway, so I have this stupid cat's photo. Um, so what I'm going to show you, though, is the cool thing you can do. I, I chose it because it's a very clear subject, you know. Yep. With the Photos app now, you can actually take the, the, the image. And I'm pushing my thumb and pressing and holding on the actual subject. And when I do that, look at what it's doing. It outlines it and says, oh, wow. I see that you're trying to highlight the subject of a photo. And mm -hmm. I have a copy pop-up button I can press. Or I can now take it and move it. <sighs> now, what I haven't figured out yet, Brian, is there's a way you can actually take this to another app. And I'm trying to figure out. I don't know if you drag it to the top, or bottom, or what. There's supposed to be a way you can get it to another app. Straight, straight from that that process right there. Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact that if I were to copy it, did I do it? Yeah. So if you copy and paste it into another app, it just it only copy. I know drops for sure that, I can, right without the background, which is great. I can copy. Where's my copy button? Okay, I think I've already copied it. And if I were to go into my text messages back to you, Brian, and paste it. There it is. Nice. So it's actually pulled out of the background, which is kind of cool. You can do that on any photo that has a pretty clearly defined um, person or animal hmm. or, 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 or a very clear structure on it of some sort. You can oh pull gosh. that out. It takes a little bit of work to kind of get a good fit on it. And I know that I've seen demos of them actually taking it and dragging it into another app instead of having to do the copy and paste. Hmm. I just haven't quite figured out the mojo to get that done yet. So. And I would have guessed that probably will be, that's probably an iPad app initially, just because Maybe. you've got multiple yeah. things there. And by the way, thank you very much. Now I have this devil cat on my my phone, yep. you know, that You're showed welcome. up. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. We didn't me. really talk about that. It's a very, very kind of niche -y, very specific thing you could do. Yeah. Yep. I mean, in the long run, are there a lot of practical applications for it? Uh, maybe. I haven't quite thought of one yet, but right now it's a nice little show and tell item yep. to show somebody. Yep. I think that's pretty cool. Pull that off. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, honestly, there's the, if you haven't played with just the AI stuff itself, right? Allowing, you know, the uh, images to start doing things for you. For example, using your camera to, uh, to translate text is something oh, yeah. that you can do incredibly easily now. You can, you know, hold your camera up to a uh, uh, to um, some sort of language, and it will not only be able to copy that text, but it also, uh, I believe, it can. Uh, I don't know if it's going to do it since you're on a video feed, but well, it's supposed to be able to do it with a video now too. Oh, is it okay? But it's also yeah. If you if you pull up uh, if you pull up a foreign language or you go to if you're you're uh, abroad somewhere, you hold your phone up next to the uh, the street sign that has a word you can't understand. Uh, that there's a way to translate. Once it recognizes that it's text, it will start to uh, give you options to deal with that text, which of course Google has done for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but now building it into the ecosystem is pretty is pretty slick. So. Um, 
Yeah, there's some good things. Yeah, yeah, a couple of nice things with it. So overall, yeah. iOS iOS 16, I'm I'm happy with. I, I think you know once you once we got past the first, I don't know, three, four, or five versions of iOS that really kind of caused the whole operating system kind of really shape where it is now. I'll admit the last five or six versions, I I don't think any of them really resonated as major changes to how we operate the phone or how we use it. They all introduced nice features. They all gave us some nice capabilities, but I couldn't even tell you like what came out in last year's version or what came yeah. out the version before that. It's more incremental for me, what I'm seeing. The home screen still looks the same. The way we interact with it's still basically the same. It's just adding a few other elements to it to make that experience as pleasurable as possible. But um, yeah. I'm always looking for anything that helps with productivity and efficiency. And I do feel like there are some things with the lock screen uh, and some other tools. A couple on the emails are, are helpful. A couple on the messages yep. that just help yep. with how we how we operate and how we get things done on a on a daily basis. So yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Okay, so great. Overall, well, that thumbs is. Up. So, yeah, iOS good. 16. I'd say again, if you are not, um, if you're not an early adopter, you're not someone who's just you know foaming at the mouth to get it now. I'd give it a week before mm-hmm. you make the update, just to play it safe, just in case there are some showstoppers out there that haven't been uncovered yet. Uh, Brian and I have done. We we took the risk for you. We've upgraded. We're you're saying welcome. it's good. So I think if you did decide to do it now, you're probably not going to have a problem. But um, it's always good to kind of wait if you can. If you're if you're able to be patient, it does pay off. I think so. Well, there's nothing here that I think you'll you'll be majorly uh, struggling without. But but yeah. I will just quickly mention you will want to upgrade this before too long. Let's say in the next six months sure. when you when all the apps start to be built on this platform and then they start yeah. to really take advantage of this. That's when you absolutely will want to be there. Up to that point. It's just cool. It's cool to get new stuff uh, and cool to learn new productivity. But uh, there will be a point in time where you will be hindered by having an older uh, operating system. So it's not just, hey, it it works well. It'll start working worse because things will start being geared toward the new system. Yeah. Every application you update, you know, if you update Facebook, you update, you know, uh, any other Google app or whatever on your phone, those are going to get more and more catered to the latest iOS operating system, which means they could be over time degrading performance and functionality on older ones. So right, yeah, right. you will want to eventually keep it up to date, but um, you don't need to do it the first week if you don't want That's to. Right. So, That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, if anybody has any other features about iOS 16 that we didn't mention that they think are pretty important or just questions about the iOS operating system and upgrading and all of that, anything we can help with, how do they, uh, how do they get a hold of us? Yeah, send it's, it's, it's an email at info at the mesh dot TV. Uh, so that's info at the mesh dot TV. You can send us your your thoughts. Uh, we also love hearing about future episodes. We've heard from a couple of listeners uh, with some ideas that we're batting around right now of, of potential future episodes. You can also go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech.com, um, which will continue to... Uh, to evolve, but uh, that's the place to go to for previous episodes, as well as uh, uh, seeing some uh, some additional information about how to contact us. So, all right. So, Brian, um, we started something a couple weeks, a couple episodes ago. <laughs> 
First off, I want to credit one of my sons that did chime in on the messaging while we were recording here. So he, he was watching, and I appreciate that. It's great. Um, I don't think he's watching to the end. So <laughs> I'm throwing Let's, this out there. Here I go. All right. Um, the last two episodes, we have kind of given out a secret word at the end. And I'm mainly doing this as a way to see if any of my three sons are watching this show to the end. Okay. Right. Because again, if you watch it the first 20, 30 minutes, that's great. Listen, thank you. I appreciate it. We still get the count for you listening. But, you know, I'm just wanting to see if they actually make it to the end. Uh, three, two weeks ago, we had the code word uh, high school musical. That was the word you had to use and write yep. to us if you were one of my children to let me know that you listened to the end. <laughs> Last week, we used the word mimeograph, which I realize, look, that's a tricky word for some of the younger generation. They don't know what this is. But mimeograph was the secret word last week. I don't even remember how it brought up, how we brought it up, Brian. Oh, we how were did we bring about mimeograph? fax machines, and we were talking about old technology, copy machines. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep, 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 so yep, mimeograph yep. was the word last week. Um, this week, I'd like to introduce another word. Um, okay. Just that we we brought up in passing. So the the key word this week is devil cat. <laughs> devil cat. Devil cat. So yes. if yes. you are listening to the end of this show. And you'd like to prove to us that you listened to the end of the show. You need to text me, send me a note. If you know me personally, text me, send me a note, whatever. That, hey, devil cat. That's all you got to do is say that word. Devil cat. And I know that. Oh, wow. We have an MVP listener, right? You're an MVP listener. You 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 get to devil cat. (laughs) You're one of my friends and family, and you listen to the end. And that's that's admirable. And I appreciate that. So that is my code word. Again. Code word is devil cat. Code word is yeah. devil cat. Devil cat. That's the thing yeah. to say. I love That's it. it. All right. All right, Brian. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up then. Thanks, everybody, for listening or watching Brothers in Tech this week. We're going to go play with our phones a little bit more and uh, try out some new features. We'd love to hear from you if you got some ideas or thoughts for us on this or any other subject. And uh, otherwise, we will look forward to talking to you next time we get together here on Brothers in Tech. Bye-bye. And this is oh, where God. I play the closing. Just, yep. I'm cat, so slow cat, on this. Devil cat, devil cat, devil cat. <laughs>